It's Monday, February 19th, and you're listening to Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. Good morning and happy family day. I'm Gabrielle Hilty, and this is Morning Mixtape News. The top stories of today, right now. Nationally, TD Bank customers are eligible for a $15.9 million payout as part of a class action settlement. In Toronto, the Friday PWHL game drew a record attendance for women's hockey. Advocates say it shows growing support and interest. And internationally, hopes for a Gaza ceasefire fade as Israel rejects calls to halt their offensive in Rafah. Then, Samina has a book recommendation in her Turn the Page segment, and after, sports update plus the weather forecast round off the show. Let's look at the headlines. Customers of TD Bank are eligible for a $15.9 million payout under a new class action settlement. Global News and others report that a class action settlement against Toronto Dominion Bank was approved by courts on Thursday. The Ontario Superior Court of Justice granted the approval after hearing between TD and Toronto law firm Kosky Minsky LLP over non-sufficient fund fees. The court concluded that a settlement was in the best interest of the class. According to the settlement agreement shared by the law firm with Global, eligible customers will see a payout of around $88. The amount will be deposited directly into customer accounts without the need for extra paperwork. Those eligible under the settlement are Canadian residents with an open personal deposit account at TD that has been charged a non-sufficient funds fee by the bank on a represented pre-authorized debit transaction. The charge must have occurred between early 2019 and late 2023. The lawsuit, launched in 2021, alleges TD unlawfully charged customers multiple non-sufficient fund fees on a single payment made or a check issued. TD Bank has denied any wrongdoing or liability and rejected the allegations in court. In Toronto, advocates say the Friday PWHL game with record attendance shows the growing support in women's hockey. CBC News reports the first game of the Professional Women's Hockey League to be held in Scotiabank Arena set a league and women's hockey attendance record. The game had a crowd of over 19,000. The director of girls hockey at the Ontario Hockey Academy, Kayla LaSalle, said the Toronto-Montreal matchup demonstrated women finally getting the support they deserve. LaSalle said the academy had, quote, definitely seen a complete increase in applicants, quote, with an increased interest by young girls for joining the sport. She said girls looking to advance in the game now have another avenue with the, quote, PWHL option, next to playing university hockey. The PWHL was formed in June and had its first season start last month. A rise in interest in girls and women's hockey is also seen at the local level, in the Greater Toronto-Hamilton area. President of the Burlington Girls Hockey Club, Will Short, said he's seen a growth in the sport. Quote, I think it's incredibly important for especially the girls in the organization to be able to look, and they don't just have to watch men playing hockey or men playing basketball. Friday's record-setting attendance of 19,285 beat the previous mark of 18,013 from Canada's game against Finland at the 2013 Women's World Championship in Ottawa. Toronto beat Montreal on Friday 3 to nothing. 
In Gaza, the hopes for a ceasefire are fading as Israel rejects stopping their ground attacks in the city of Rafah. The Guardian reports that Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu repeatedly rejected calls to hold off on a ground offensive in the southern Gaza city. Reuters and others also report on a unanimous vote by the Israeli cabinet on Sunday that approved a, quote, unilateral rejection of Palestinian statehood. Rafah is Gaza's last place of relative safety, with over 1.5 million sheltering in the city that used to have less than 300,000 inhabitants. Al Jazeera, Amnesty International, and others report that recent attacks on the city have killed at least 95 people, including over 40 children. The airstrikes and ground offensive come after earlier evacuation orders by Israel's military directed people to head to the south for safety. International efforts led by Egypt, Qatar, and the U.S. on Sunday acknowledged that talks between Israel and the Palestinian militant group Hamas had, quote, hit an impasse. The Guardian and others report that the United States signaled it will veto this week's expected new push for a U.N. Security Council resolution on a ceasefire. The U.S. envoy said the resolution would, quote, run counter, quote, to the goals Washington says can be achieved through diplomacy in talks between Israel and Hamas. The U.S. has previously used its Security Council veto on similar widely supported resolutions. Israel's now four-month-old war on Gaza commenced after Hamas's attack on Israel on October 7th of last year, when 1,200 people were killed and 250 taken hostage. Switching from the headlines to our daily segment, here's Samina with a book recommendation in Turn the Page. Hello listeners, welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week I'm going to make a book recommendation and I hope it gets you turning the pages. February signals the start of an important history lesson that continues to gain the recognition it deserves. Black History Month. This year's theme is Black Excellence, a heritage to celebrate, a future to build. Every February, people across Canada participate in Black History Month events and festivities that honor the legacy of Black people in Canada and their communities. Remember, never stop learning. History can always teach us something. You can count on me. This is a perfect description of Katherine Johnson's abilities. As a child, she loved to count. She counted everything around her. She loved to learn and wanted to know about the world around her and didn't let anything stand in her way. Her mathematical skills and determination led to men walking on the moon and their safe return. The title of the book is Counting on Catherine, How Catherine Johnson Saved Apollo 13. The author is Helene Baker, illustrated by Dow Fumrich. Catherine Johnson skipped three grades a fact her brother wasn't too happy about after she surpassed him. At 10 years old, she started high school. Unfortunately, at the time, America was segregated by race and she was not allowed to attend. Her father worked hard to earn enough money moving the family to a town where Catherine would be allowed to attend high school. Catherine had dreams to become a researcher, but with limited opportunity, she became a teacher, but she never gave up her dreams of exploring numbers. In 1950, the National Advisory Committee on Aeronautics needed employees and were even hiring black employees as mathematicians. Catherine couldn't believe her luck and couldn't wait to apply. 
except all of the positions were filled. It wasn't until a year later when Catherine could get a position. Catherine worked as a computer. She calculated a long series of numbers. She calculated the destination of a rocket and figured out where and when it would return. She was noted for her accuracy. A few of the projects Catherine worked on included Project Mercury, a plan to launch astronauts into space, and projects Apollo 11, 12, and 13. Astronaut John Glenn refused to fly unless Catherine okayed the numbers. Apollo 13 was a mission that didn't go as planned and put the lives of several astronauts in danger, but it was Catherine's quick thinking that led to their return. To learn more about how she contributed and saved their lives after the explosion, read her story. If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. Thank you for listening. Happy reading. Thank you, Samina. Sports update before the weather. In hockey, the Toronto Maple Leafs take the ice today at 1 o'clock, playing away against the St. Louis Blues. The PWHL Toronto team plays their next game on Friday against New York in the Mattamy Athletic Center. NBA basketball returns from the All-Star break on Thursday. Raptors play the Brooklyn Nets at 7. Looking at the weather, family day is cloudy and cold, highs reaching minus 1 with a low of minus 6, both feeling colder with the wind chill. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening to Morning Mixtape News with today's top headlines and stories in just 10 minutes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at MetRadioNews to stay posted on all the latest content. For Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm your host, Gabrielle Hilty. We'll be back tomorrow.